Welcome to Fourth and Two Strikes. I am your host, Cole Lanny. I'm coming today with my recap of the wild card round and then previewing the divisional round for the Major League Baseball playoffs, which is about 1130 right now on Tuesday morning. I wanted to push this podcast off until the rosters were announced so I can make some decisions for some of the guys on who I decide will win series previewing. So I'll recap the wild card series first, and then I'll go into my prediction for the division series. But again, this is coming out about an hour and about an hour before the first game of the division series starts. But before we get to that, let's start with the wild card series. So we'll start with the wild card series with the first uh, series that was played the first game. Uh, Rays at guardians, a very interesting series. Must toot my own horn. This is the only series I predicted correctly. Didn't predict the amount of games correctly, but did predict the team. Exactly what I expected out of the series. Very little offense. Great pitching. The Rays pitching is amazing. Their offense is abysmal. Probably the worst in the postseason by far. It was very surprising to see the Guardians offense that cold, too, on a team that predicated themselves on a contact basis. They did strike out an awful lot, which doesn't fare too well for them moving into this next series. However... You did come out with the win, Oscar Gonzalez, the big walk-off home run. But overall, you got you guys pitched great. Bieber looked great. McWinsey looked great. McKenzie looked great. Sam Hench is out of the pen. Class A looks unhittable. If you can get a lead, or if you could win Game One of this series with those two, with Bieber and McKenzie, you got to feel good about yourself in a playoff series. It's just going to be who's going to pitch in those middle games of the series. You feel good about McKenzie. You feel good about Bieber. I don't know how you feel about Quantrill if he's on the road, but at home he's been great. The bullpen's good. You just got to hope the offense hits enough, and they hit just enough to get over the Rays. Two very close wins, only scoring only three runs on a homer from uh, Jose and a homer from Oscar. You got to feel good about yourself moving into this round against the Yankees. But at the same time, you need to be a little concerned if the offense doesn't get going here soon. All right, let's move over to the other AL matchup. Before I go there, I did say guards and three. It was guards and two. It was pretty close. They, they almost pulled out game two. The Rays did like I thought they maybe would to force a game three, but that didn't happen. All right, beyond that, moving on to the uh, Mariners at Blue Jays. I couldn't have been more wrong. I took Blue Jays in two because I thought Manoa would come out and ball out. But you know who did? Luis Castillo, not Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa looked amped up beyond his mind, and that screwed him. I just didn't see the Mariners putting up those kind of runs on Manoa and then Castillo shutting down that Blue Jays offense. I just didn't see that. And, you know, kudos to Luis Castillo. What a deadline addition he's looking like, even though you gave up guys like um, Noel V. Marte in that trade. But looked phenomenal. So you got to feel pretty good about yourself moving into this next round. You didn't have to use Gilbert or, or Kirby. Kirby did close that game too, but you didn't have to start him. So he'll be available for this series on pretty much full rest. So very interesting series that I'll be previewing for them next. But big win by them. Blue Jays, what a choke job in game two. You were up 8-1 in the sixth inning. That can't happen. You can't lose that game. Gosman was dealing, and you took him out for Tim Meza, and he had a three-run bomb instantly to Carlos Santana, who hits better right-handed than left-handed. Very, very confusing move. Brandon Romano to get that many outs, I get it, but that was rough. Why do you trust Anthony Bass? There was a lot of questionable decisions made by the Blue Jays in that, in that series, for sure. 
And genuinely, the bad defense of the Blue Jays did kind of bite them in the ass, especially in that play center field where Springer should have got there or Bichette. And then ended up scoring three runs and tying the game. Romano wasn't on his game. And if the bullpen pitched like they did, which you always had in the back of your mind, you feared they could, you could easily get swept. And that's exactly what happened. And in regards to the Mariners, what a comeback. This team has a lot of fight. This team's very passionate. I could see them make it a run here in the playoffs. However, it's going to be very hard to get over the hurdle of the team they're about to play. Moving on over to the National League, let's start with the more boring series. Let's start with, uh, again, I was wrong. I took Cardinals over Phillies in three. Phillies beat the Cardinals in two, which I always thought was possible. If the Phillies were going to win that series, I thought it would be in two. It wouldn't be in three because of the pitching matchup in the third game. Wheeler dealt, I predicted that, that he would deal in game one. I just didn't see Nola dealing in game two, and that was the difference. Did I also see MVP Paul Goldschmidt and possibly MVP runner-up Nolan Arenado going one for 15 in the series? Absolutely not. Poles played solid, but other than that, that offense stunk. You put up two runs on a Juan Yepes pinch hit homer off of Jose Alvarado. Is that the only way you were going to score? How do you plan on winning? What a choke job in the ninth, too, a game one for the Cardinals. Why in the world do you leave Helsley in? He obviously was injured. Why do you ask him to get five outs? You have other guys in that bullpen you can go to. It's very, very confusing why you let him ride it out where he obviously couldn't throw a strike. He was injured, and that cost you. It genuinely did, and you went out with no fight. That was very surprising to me with those veterans trying to play for their lives. They played well, but no one else did, and that was very surprising that this team didn't rally around Pujols, Wayno and Yachty, and try to get them one last ride to the championship, and they did not at all. They looked very, very bad. And I can't say that I can't say the Phillies look great, but the pitching looked phenomenal. And then Harper comes up with a big homer in game two. They come up clutch in the ninth in game one. They did that. It was all that was needed. And now they move on to the next round. We'll see if they give the team there. Let's see if they give the Braves some fits. I don't know if they will, knowing what we know now about the roster. But We'll, we'll go back to that after we talk about this last wildcard series. The most interesting wildcard series of them all by far. The only one that went to three. I had the Mets in three, but of course, the Mets matted and the San Diego Padres won the wildcard series in three. Oh my God, was that hilarious to watch. Mets fans, it will never change. It will never change. <laughs> Just like Yankee fans, we're always going to be talking about how many rings we have. And how we're probably going to choke in the ALDS or the ALCS this year again. It doesn't get old. The Mets always find a way to make their fans feel horrible about themselves. Oh my goodness. You couldn't even sell out game three because of the sickness in your stomach that you knew was possible. It was hilarious to watch. Game one, you put your $40 million man per year out there and he gets shelled for seven runs, four homers by the Padres. Kudos to the Padres for coming out and ambushing Max Scherzer. And then closing that game away, and you go out with a whimper. Game two, you come out, you get the Blake Snell early with a homer from Lindor, and you get get on him, and then you bring in the trumpets in the seventh inning while I think four runs or something. It was something stupid. I don't know why you brought him in. And I couldn't understand because you put up a big inning on the bottom half of the inning. Why did you put him back out there? He sat for 45 minutes. What are you doing? You're going to need him for tomorrow if you get there. If, if you were afraid of... Not If you wanted to keep him and throw him today and not worry about tomorrow, say tomorrow is when we get there, then why'd you throw him in that spot to begin with? Then you put in Ottavino. Then you had to use Lugo. 
great job by the Padres battling back in that ninth inning. The run out out of Vito's pitch count out, so he couldn't pitch the next day, and you got Lugo into the game, which was massive. I know he could induce the ground out the bell to end the game, but that is massive that you were able to make him warm up, throw more pitches, and you were able to see him before the next day. And then when it comes to game three, that was the most pathetic performance by the Mets I've seen. They played unenthused, and they acted like they knew they were going to lose. And you know what? Kudos to the Padres. Austin Nola coming up clutch. Trent Grisham, MVP of the entire wildcard round. He takes DeGrom and shares a deep. He makes a phenomenal catch in game three. Is a single off the middle to score a run. Oh, was a great baseball by Trent Grisham, who really struggled the entire season. I just can't fathom what the what the Mets were trying to do. And then the whole ear gate situation with Musgrove having something on zero. I get it, but you were desperate. That Was that your last-ditch effort, Mets? Buck, I, I get what you were doing. You've shown some gainsmanship, but it was that your last-ditch effort. You didn't fire up the Mets at all. You actually fired down the Mets. You fired up the Padres by doing that. And if I were to take a guess, it was probably red hot or something like that. Keep them locked in. We've heard rumors of pitchers doing that before. So funny situation, but I got to give credit where credit's due to Joe Musgrove for putting up seven innings, one hit baseball. That was a master class. He was amped up. His velo was up. Thus means his spin rates are up. If anyone's wondering what a master class by him. And then Robert Suarez comes in, blows Ched through the Mets in the eighth. And then Josh Hader on six days rest was thrown a hundred. If Suarez and Hader are available for the next series, they will be. But if they're available to a higher capacity, as in they're allowed, if they're able to throw in four of the five games, the Padres do have a better shot at winning than they would elsewise. With that being said, enough ranting on the Mets and enough uh, putting down their fan base. You only spent 290, almost $290 million to not even play in the division series, but that is what it is. See what you do in the offseason when DeGrom leaves. But beyond the point, let's move on to the American League. We'll start with the American League Division Series, and I'll move over to the National League. So I'm not going to preview the next series because I've already done my full predictions about what the um, what the next round will look like. However, I do have a few minor tweaks on my picks. So I guess I'll give you a hint on what the next series matchup will be, but I'm not. I will hastily give predictions because I've already done that on the first pod of this playoffs. So we'll start on the American League side. We'll start with the uh, Mariners and Astros. I obviously had the Blue Jays winning this, so I was talking about them. Mariners Astros, that's a good series. This Ash- this Mariners team is playing with a lot of fight and a lot of heart, and they've seen a lot of the Houston Astros. I wouldn't be shocked to see an upset, but I would at the same time because they've got if it was a best of three, this is different. But because it's a best of five and the bullpen depth that the Astros have, along with the lineup, along with the starting rotation. I'm going to take the Astros. I'm going to take them in a hard-fought four. I could easily see this going to five. I'll go Astros in four, but I could easily see this going to game five back in Houston, and that being the equalizer. I just don't. Gilbert in game one's a bat. I don't know if I trust him against his Astros lineup. And then you got to face Valdez in game two. Verlander's going to game one for the Astros, and you're going to see Castillo most likely in game two, and then you'll see... Robbie Ray, who I think will get shelled probably in game three. So I think it's going to come down to game four, and you're going to have to throw probably Gilbert or George Kirby. 
I just don't know if that's going to be enough against a guy like Christian Javier or Lance McCullers, whoever the Astros decide to put there. So I'm going to go Astros in four, but really hard-fought series. I think this would be a lot of close games. If game one goes to the Mariners, this could be a completely different outlook, and I can easily see this going to five and then being a flip a coin in that case. The other American League Division Series matchup is the Yankees and the Guardians. Two teams very polar opposite to one another. One's very homer dominant. One hits very little home runs. So I think all the in in it all, the, it all comes down to game one because you got Cal Quantrill, who is the number three for the guards versus the Yankees, $324 million man in Garrett Cole. And if Garrett Cole goes out there and poops his pants, like he did last year in the American league wildcard game, the Yankees will lose this series going out easy. If he wins this game, you I like the matchup of Cortez on Thursday. I don't know if I like Seve after that. So if Cole is able to win game one, I would say Yankees in five. However, with the news that LeMahieu's not playing due to a heel injury, Efros is out with Tommy John. I'm, I might flip my pick. I'm going to go guards in five. For the sole reason of I don't trust Garrett Cole in game five and a winner go home game. And, or if Garrett Cole even pitches, I don't know who's gonna. Maybe it's Cortez for a couple. I just don't trust the bullpen. Clay Holmes has not been what he was. Loisica looked better. Trevino's got to do a lot of heavy lifting. Clark Schmidt's got to look good. Wandy's got to look good. You're relying on a lot of ifs in this. and But I will say, if the Yankees do win game one, I think they will win the series. But I don't know if they're going to win game one with the bullpen. So I'm going to say guards in five. I've changed my pick. Just seeing what the roster looks like coming out and knowing how the Cleveland is going to be able to stack up their rotation against the Yankees. Had the Guardians had to use Quantrill in game three in the wild card series, you could be talking a different story because of who the guards would have to start tonight in game one. With that being said, obviously game one could dictate everything in my opinion, but with with that, the bullpen struggling for the Yankees and them not being at full health whatsoever, especially in this round with no Benintendi, no LeMahieu, no Montas, game, guys like that, no Efros. All your uh, deadline additions are all hurt, ironically. I would, I will go with the Guardians in five. On the National League side, you're going to have the Braves and Phillies. And I thought this would be a five-game series until the news this morning that Spencer Strider will be on the Braves or playoff roster or on the NLDS roster and the news that David Robertson will be not be on the Phillies roster. That's one of their best relievers. With that being said, now I'm going to go with uh, Braves and four. It's a, a gentleman's sweep. I think the Phillies could probably take game three in Philly and or whoever, whenever Wheeler pitches, maybe that's game two. Um, I don't feel confident in Nola against this lineup that he makes a lot of mistakes and they hit a lot of home runs. Ranger Suarez is a bad matchup today. Max Fried's a great pitcher in the postseason. And if Strider's on the playoff roster, I don't know how they're going to beat him in his start. Um, So I could say they could beat probably Charlie Morton or a Kyle Wright. It's going to be very hard to win in Atlanta. So I'd probably say the Phillies are going to win game three at home, assuming that it's going to be probably possibly Wheeler on the mound versus like a Charlie Morton. 
So I'll give them one, but I wouldn't be surprised at a sweep. If David Robertson and Spencer Strider had gone the opposite way, I'd say Braves in five. But with the news coming out that Strider will be on the roster, I'm going to go Braves in four. On the other side, you have the Dodgers and the Padres. And here's the issue with this series. I'm going to go Dodgers in four. And let me tell you why. I'm going to take the Dodgers in four because they are going to trounce the Padres in game one, in my opinion. Mike Clevenger has not looked good this year. Julio Arias has looked good this year. Led the NL in ERA. He dices through that lineup. Clevenger will not dice through the Padres or through the Dodgers lineup. That lineup is too good. And I think the Padres can win game three or game two with Darvish or Mus- in Musgrove. One of the two, I could see them taking one. It all depends upon the health of Gonsolin, too, because if Gonsolin does look good, this could easily go five. And I think if this series goes five and you have the ability of Suarez and Hayter for the Padres with the ability to throw Darvish in game five, I'd feel pretty okay about your odds knowing that the Dodgers, but you're going to have to face Kershaw. Kershaw in game two versus Darvish is a very interesting one. I could see that going either way. And game three is going to probably be an Anderson or Gonsolin versus Musgrove. I could see that advantage to the Padres. So I could see this going five games. I just don't think the Padres have enough depth to beat this 111-win Dodgers team. That has the best lineup I probably have ever seen. So I'm going to go uh, Dodgers in four. So... Again, that's going to play a big role. I, I think death is going to play a big role in this series because the Potters are very top-heavy and would have a better success on a shorter series. That being said, they could easily win a five-game series. Three isn't that hard to win compared to four out of seven. So I'm going to go Dodgers of four, though, just because I think the Dodgers are the more well-rounded team and have the better offense. With that being said, the only thing that thus changes, in my opinion right now, would be my American League Championship Series is a little different. My National League Championship Series is the exact same. And I'm going to go with the same take in the National League as of now. I could easily change this if Strider looks good. But as of right now, I don't know what Spencer Strider is going to look like, and especially against the Dodgers team that rakes. I'm not going to expect him to put in a phenomenal performance that can maybe put the Braves over the top of the Dodgers in that series. So I'm going to leave as is. I have the Dodgers in seven. In regards to the American League, I do have a change with with the Guardians over the Yankees. So if it assuming that it takes the Guardians all five to beat the Yankees, um, they're going to be depending upon what they do in game five, Bieber or McKenzie would be available in game one. I just don't know how they would beat Houston in Houston. I could see them taking a game. I'll, I'll say I could see them taking two games when they're in Cleveland. I don't see them winning in Houston. I could see the Houston closing out in six, thus still advancing the World Series right what I had predicted to get a Dodgers-Astros World Series, and I'll still take the Astros in six right now. Again, a lot of that could change based on what Gonsolin does, but – as of right now, that's the only change in the championship series is I'm subbing out the Yankees for the Guardians just because of the injuries to the Yankees at this moment. And a lot of this rides on the results of game one. So this could obviously, I could 100% be wrong. So I'm going to go, though, if the Astros do have to play the Guardians, I will take Astros in six. I just don't see them winning in Houston. I could see Bieber maybe pitching well and maybe McKenzie. But I could see them shelling Cal Quantrill, to be honest with you. 
and I could see them having a field day on whoever the fourth starter has to be. Well, again, I'm going to recap what I think the current division series so I can get you guys out of here. The Yankees-Guardians, I got Guardians in five due to the Yankees' new injuries. That's a change from my original predictions. Um, I got Astros over Mariners in four. I had originally Astros over Blue Jays in four, but so same result, but Astro, but different team that the Astros are beating. And then nationally, I got Dodgers over Padres in four. I believe that's exactly what I said if the Mets were there. And I got the Braves over the Phillies in four, meaning I got three of the series not even needing game five. I got no sweeps. I got three going to game four, and I got one going to game five. So, again, I got Guardians over Yankees, Astros over Mariners, Dodgers over Padres, and Braves over Phillies, given the exact same or giving the championship series of Astros guards, which I would have right now the Astros in six and Braves and Dodgers. I got Dodgers in seven and I would still have the Astros in six over the Dodgers in the world series. As of right now, again, a lot of this could change injuries happen. Pitching matchups happen. We will see. That's the best part about playoff baseball is you never know what they expect. And I hope that the favorites don't win. I hope we see a different world series for a change. I would love not to see Astros Dodgers, but as of right now, I think it's an inevitable crash course. So with that being said, thank you for listening. Hope you guys keep tuning into this and I will have after I, maybe I'll record after the series at the minimum, maybe mid series update to tell you guys about what's going on and possibly preview the last couple games of the series. But as of right now, at least expect a podcast after the American league and national league division series. So again, thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time.